Hey, welcome to the Danny Abel podcast, where I help you connect the dots between mindset, metabolism, nutrition, and fitness to help you easily understand complex health and wellness concepts. I'm thrilled you're here to listen to what I have to share. So let's dive right in. Hey guys, welcome back. On today's episode, I'm going to be covering what conditioning is, how fat loss occurs, and thereby what type of conditioning you should be doing for fat loss. And I'm going to tie it all back to metabolism. So we're going to dive right in here. First, we need to define what conditioning means, because I feel like there's a lot of confusion around this topic overall. So I hope to clarify that for you and so that you have a really good base of foundation as far as how we're going to apply conditioning to fat loss. So when we talk about conditioning, it's simply exercise that develops your cardiovascular and your respiratory systems. Now, one key distinction to make here is that conditioning is different than cardio. If you think of cardio as fat burning, that is, this will make more sense here in a minute. So there are two types of conditioning, one that burns carbs and one that burns fats. And the two types here are anaerobic conditioning and aerobic conditioning. So anaerobic conditioning is going to use more carbs or glucose. And aerobic conditioning is going to be using more fats. Now, you may have picked up on me saying the word mostly or more. And this is because with metabolic pathways, meaning how energy is being used by the body, these systems are not on or off. Each one is contributing at a greater percentage based upon two things the duration of the activity, and the intensity of the activity. So anaerobic conditioning is activity that occurs without the presence of oxygen. To understand this further, I'm going to use a concept or a framework that I use inside of my mastermind, the Metabolism Mastermind, to describe energy balance or calories in and calories out. So I describe metabolism as being a two-way street. We have energy utilization or energy use, and we have energy creation. From an energy use perspective, it mostly uses phosphocreatine and glucose as fuel. Now, this is anaerobic, okay? Anaerobic without oxygen, anaerobic conditioning. And the glucose can come from carbs, or it can come from stored glycogen in our muscle and liver, or it could come from a process called gluconeogenesis, which is an anabolic meaning building process in which our body actually forms glucose from other molecules. From an energy creation perspective, it produces short duration and high intensity movements. So things like Activity that's under two minutes. And again, when I say the words activity, this is cardiovascular and respiratory activity. Okay, so movements are fast and they're high intensity. So an example here would be 
burpees, sprinting, things like that. So this is also known as speed strength, if you're familiar with the force velocity curve. And if you're not, you can Google that and you'll kind of have an understanding of as far as like how our body outputs force and quickness or speed. Now, we also need to talk about fatigue because due to the nature of the anaerobic exercise, you accumulate more fatigue. And this is due to a lack of oxygen. Now, remember, as humans, we require oxygen, right? Like we have to have oxygen to breathe. So we accumulate fatigue in our body with anaerobic activity. Now, this also includes anaerobic training. Now, that's a topic for another day, but just to make a key distinction here, like training is different than conditioning. Training is going to work your muscles and your nervous system. When we talk about conditioning, we're talking about our heart and our lungs. So the reason why we accumulate fatigue is due to a lack of oxygen availability. We have to repay this oxygen debt in the following hours after exercise. So it's really important to know this, that anaerobic conditioning is going to be more fatiguing on the body. All right, so let's talk about aerobic conditioning. So this is movement or activity that occurs in the presence of oxygen. From an energy use perspective, it mostly, there's the word again, mostly, it mostly uses fats as fuel. Okay, ding, 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 <laughs> right? You're like fats, okay, fat loss fats. Yes, but I'm gonna break that down a little bit further. So from an energy creation perspective, it produces long duration and low intensity movement. Now these are things that are two minutes or greater, all the way up to long distance events like marathons and triathlons. You know, when you think of aerobic, think of endurance. Think of endurance sports. And it doesn't even have to be sports. I mean, it can be like literally just walking to the grocery store. It could be walking around the block, you know, however far you're parking away from the grocery store. Let's just say that you're parking two minutes or more away, then that's going to be aerobic. Or let's just take the example of walking around the grocery store, right? Like you're collecting all your stuff for the week, and that's hopefully going to take you more than two minutes. And so something like that is going to be aerobic, okay? So it could definitely be like sport or it could be just life. So from a fatigue perspective, aerobic activity is not as fatiguing on the body because oxygen is present. But here's a key distinction. Energy balance still matters here. Meaning if you're not overall consuming enough energy from the food that you take in consistently from calories, protein, carbohydrates, and fats, you can and probably will become fatigued in the long term if you don't know where your intake should be and where your macronutrient splits should be based on your goals. And this is due to overall inadequate energy availability which will eventually lead to metabolic adaptation or slowing of your, your metabolic rate, excuse me. How fast or slow you use and create energy. There's that use and create energy again. 
Let's talk about fat loss. Let's define this and let's talk about how it happens. So fat loss is simply the process of consuming less energy than you burn or need for your brain function, your body function, and your activity level. So this can be from a calorie deficit, or it can also be from an energy deficit. So calories here, meaning you're reducing the amount of food that you're consuming, and an energy deficit, meaning you are increasing the amount of energy that you are using or burning. So simply put, this is calories in and calories out, otherwise known as energy balance. However, energy balance is very complex because it's impacted by your physical activity, your body size, your body fat percentage, your percent of muscle mass, and genetics. And if you're a bit lost right now, as far as like energy balance and metabolism, definitely go back and listen to episode two, um, what you need to know about metabolism to avoid goal goal stalling. Or even another one would be, um, I think it's episode 16, metabolism simplified. Either of those should help or reach out for coaching. This is what I do with clients is I explain all of this to them and we look at their information and make sure that their plan and their strategy is effective. So now that we've covered the foundations of these two topics, let's tie them all together for you. You know, you might be thinking, yeah, I got all of that. (laughs) Just tell me what type of conditioning is best for fat loss, Danielle. The answer here is going to be, it depends. At the end of the day, If you're consuming less than you burn, you'll be in a deficit and you'll lose body fat. If your metabolism hasn't adapted to what you've been doing, eating less, moving more, etc. The biggest thing to keep in mind here, in my opinion, is fatigue management. And if you're like, Danielle, nope, I've got it. I'm not adapted. I just need to figure out what to do next. My response back to this would be, okay, so if you have not already hit a plateau, meaning your metabolism has adapted, then the information I'm going to share next is what I would recommend if you've not hit a plateau. Okay. Now, if you have, this isn't necessarily going to be the most helpful because conditioning, uh, manipulating your conditioning, that is, may not be the answer. All right, so we're going to move ahead, assuming that you are not in a plateau right now. So we use a problem identification matrix inside of the mastermind to identify some of these issues. First, we look at biofeedback to identify any areas of opportunity. And when I talk about biofeedback, like these are just the symptoms subjective information that you collect about yourself. How are you feeling? How is your day going? That kind of a thing. What's your sleep like? How is your hunger? Do you have hunger cues? Do you not? Just so you know, if you don't have hunger cues, it's not a good sign. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat. Energy management. Like how, how, does, how do you feel when you wake up? When do you start to get sleepy in the day? 
How is your digestive function, etc.? There's other things here too, but just to keep it short. And then we look at your nutrition and compare it to where your TDEE should be compared to where it is now and how long you've been eating in this way. And then lastly, we look at your frequency, your volume, and your intensity of training and conditioning to determine if there are any opportunities there. So this has been really helpful for many of the clients inside of the group because they're able to use the framework to subjectively and objectively evaluate their metabolism. So anyway, just a heads up on that. This is how we get through that. But let's just pretend that you're not in a plateau. If your body is already stressed from a calorie deficit, meaning you're in a deficit and you're losing fat, but maybe it's not at the rate that you want it to, and you're looking for something else to do or something else to manipulate, keep in mind that a calorie deficit is going to be a metabolic downregulator, meaning you'll be prone to a reduced metabolic rate. Now, this doesn't mean that you aren't using fat for fuel. It just means that the rate, the rate at which you use and create energy will be slower. There it is again, right? (laughs) There's that use and create analogy. So if you're in a deficit, it might be better to use aerobic conditioning to get the body using more, more fat as fuel. Now, keep in mind, this fat could be coming from consumed dietary fats, or it could be coming from fatty acids inside of your fat cells on your body, stored body fat. So when you choose aerobic conditioning, due to its nature to produce energy when oxygen is present, it won't cause as much fatigue as anaerobic conditioning and can thereby help offset the additional fatigue from a calorie deficit on the body. Now, if you are in a calorie deficit trying to lose body fat, you could, you could also use anaerobic conditioning, but just know that this type of exercise will use more phosphocreatine and carbohydrates to fuel it and will lead to more accumulated fatigue, further compounding the effects of the calorie deficit. So it's really more about finding the correct approach of pairing together your anaerobic and your aerobic training and conditioning in addition to your nutritional intake based on your goals. So in this case, a fat loss goal, as a side note, Please note that there are other goals besides fat loss, which gets me thinking I should do an episode on that. Uh, Anyway, so I teach this logic that I've described here inside of the mastermind as the goal phase approach and habits framework. So for example, if you have a body composition goal like fat loss, then you might pair up anaerobic training in the zero to six strength rep range three to four times per week with aerobic conditioning two to three times per week. And this might look like maybe it's three days of full body training and two days of zone two walking, meaning you are getting your heart rate into zone two, which is going to be your max heart rate times 60% 
and your max heart rate times 70%. That's going to give you your upper and lower range for zone two. So then overall, when we, when we pair things together like this, if you're in a calorie deficit, if you're training strength, and you have aerobic conditioning a couple of times a week, you're not only going to be working your muscular and your nervous system, which is what training is for, but also your cardiovascular and respiratory system while helping you create an energy deficit to lose body fat. So enough of beating around the bush here to answer the question that you probably had before listening to this episode, what type of conditioning is best for fat loss? The answer is aerobic, long duration, low intensity conditioning. Now, one other big takeaway that I hope you'll have following this episode is that when you hear the word cardio, I talked about this in the beginning of the episode, I hope that you'll start to analyze that a little bit more. So now you know that cardio could be high intensity movement or activity that burns carbs, or it could be low intensity activity or exercise that burns fat. And just knowing that even though aerobic conditioning might be the best at using more fat for fuel, energy balance, or simply put, your current metabolic rate trumps everything. All right, this was a short but very detailed episode. If you have to, go back and listen to it again or rewind it and listen to the portion of the episode that got you confused. And hey, if you're looking for a system and a framework to really understand how to evaluate your metabolism and pair it up with your lifestyle, your nutrition, and your fitness plan for more long-lasting results, definitely sign up for the waitlist for the Metabolism Mastermind. We will have that linked in the show notes under the Ways to Work With Me tab. So that's it, guys. I hope that this information helps you to be able to get a little farther ahead. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Danny Abel podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you haven't already, consider subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. If you love the episode, screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me. And lastly, if you have any questions, send me a DM and I'll see if I can help. Thanks again for listening. Take care.